are listening to Pastor Elvis Ajiman. Pastor Elvis Ajiman is the founder of Grace Mountain Ministry and the convener of Alpha R. Follow Pastor Elvis on podcast. Podcast added for Android users is Pastor Ajiman Elvis. And podcast for Apple users is Pastor Ajiman Elvis. And now today's message. Stay blessed. Mountain declare to him now forever and ever. 
are holy. It is declared in heaven, it is declared on earth. The host of heaven is a witness of your holiness. The host of earth is a witness of your holiness. Who at all can be compared unto you? None like ye, Jesus. Be exalted. Now, O Spirit of truth, guide your church into all truth. Come and teach us. Help us to know that invincible God. If you don't teach us you, we can't know you. No course on earth, no book on earth, no lecture, no university can help us understand the multifaceted wisdom that is your composition and your maker. Your name be forever praised. Thank you, Father, for an answered prayer. Open our hearts. Let one statement save a soul and change our lives. We have come to understand that if we dwell in your presence so deeply, it doesn't take many words to transform us. It takes one statement with understanding that can change us forever. Let it so happen now. We give you the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please be seated in the heavenly places. I continue with the subject, the preciousness of God's presence. How many of us are in a hurry to step out of that subject? Are you in a hurry? We got to very important aspect of it. Um, learning from people who has gone ahead of us in dealing with God and understanding who God is. And it's important to know the Bible says in Romans chapter 15, let me read it to you so you understand. Romans chapter 15, verse number 4. He said, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So everything that was written in scriptures was written the bible says for our learning so actually all the patrice and the predecessors that dealt with god god intentionally captured certain aspects of their dealings with god so that it may be a learning process for us it is never a wrong move for us to pick certain characters and understand how they moved with god and walked with God in the lifetime. That is why I'm not in a haste to leave that aspect. We understood the life of Moses, the life of Samuel, the life of Joshua. Maybe today we will end with certain characters in the Bible and then I can step into what are the things required for God's presence to be sustained in a person's life. People of God, let me tell you something. This is the end of our work with God. To take on the form of his presence God has one method of communicating himself to this world just one method and that method is through men and men by themselves 
He made it very clear in Genesis chapter 1. Let us make man in our own image. There is no way creation can understand me unless somebody is acting me to them. So he made it very clear. His only method to reveal himself to generations and this creation that he made was through men. That he will make man in his own image and in his likeness that man may rule like him. Oh, as we understand this process, some of us are going to step into our dominion. And it's going to be pleasant this year, 2023. Am I talking to a church here at all? The presence of God, people of God, is not common. The presence of God is not common. I read a scripture that actually shook me a bit. Then it opened me up to why God brought us several scriptures in Bible. The Bible says in Isaiah 45 verse 15 that he is the God that hides himself. Can you imagine? That God is a God. He said for I am the Lord and there is none like me. Isaiah 45 15. Verily thou art a God that hidest thyself. Can you imagine? Thou art a God that hidest thyself. So actually God can say that today I'll be in your service. But not everybody will see him. He's an expert of hiding himself. Do you know that there are some people who entered heaven and never saw God? He's a God that hides himself. He said he clothed himself in light. That means when you meet light, it's not him. He's inside light. So you've got to break through light to find him. Come on, is somebody here with me at all? He said that he wears light like a garment and he put it on himself. He said it is the glory of God to conceal a thing and it is the glory and the honor of a king to search out that matter. God has placed himself and has positioned himself in a way that he must be searched to find. Is somebody here with me? God is not coming. The presence of God is here. God is with me. God is with me. Most at times, it's not God. It's not that common. There is a price to pay to have him. Don't let anybody deceive you. God is not cheap. His presence is not. If thou shalt seek me with all your heart, then you will find me. Why would God keep on repeating, if you will seek me? If you will seek me, if you will seek me, you will find me. Seek first the kingdom and all other things shall be added. That is the matter we are searching people of God. That where is that God? Why do we have many churches proclaiming his name but few have a proof of his reality? How can we touch God? Where it matters the most. And he said that many scriptures were written for our learning. Let me show you Songs of Solomon chapter 1. One of the beautiful scriptures that talks about Jesus and his church. It's Songs of Solomon chapter 1 verse number 7. Oh, we, we are more than 200 here. Let's shout it loud and clear. Wait. We'll be reading verse 8 very soon. Tell me, O thou whom my soul loves. Talking about the church in Christ Jesus. A revelation 
of the desire of the church of Christ. Tell me whom my soul loved. Where? Where? The question is the place. Where thou feedest. Where thou makest thy flock to rest at noon. So I want to find out where you make your people rest and where you feed your people. For why should I be as one that turneth aside? That means why should I be one that is lost? I don't want to be one that is separated from all. I saw you be with Moses. I saw you be with Abraham. I saw you be with Noah. I saw you be with Paul. I saw you be with Peter. I saw you being with David. I saw you being with Isaiah. I saw you being in Jeremiah. How come I'm not seeing you the way they saw you? How come? How should I be one that is turned aside? Why? Can you show me the place so I can go there? Where you make them rest and you feed them. Can you show me? I cannot be separated from them. This year, whatever God is and was to others, he will be to us. He said, can you show us? Can you tell me the pattern, the way, the secret place? Can you show? And then verse 8, the master answers it verse 8 if thou know not oh thou fairest among women my church my wife oh thou fairest among women go thy way forth by the footsteps of the floor that means listen go thy way now i will not just show you the way go thy way by the footsteps so go and locate abraham's life the footsteps go and follow Go and locate David's footsteps. Go and follow. Locate Paul's footsteps. Go and follow. Go thy way forth by the footsteps of the flock and feed thy kids beside the shepherd's tent. If you will go by their footsteps, you will end at the shepherd's tent. Who is the shepherd? Jesus. What is his tent? His presence. So if you will follow their steps, you will end at the presence of the shepherd. And if you dwell at the presence of the shepherd, number one, you'll find rest. Number two, you'll be fed there. Does that mean that many things we are looking for can only be found in his presence? But it looks like we are too lost from the footsteps. And the patterns. Barush Ariatash. Melatesh. It looks like we are too lost. But if we can go back and follow. And follow. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. In green pastures. He restored my soul. He leaded me beside the still waters. For his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear. No evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. 
the end of the journey is a dwelling and I will dwell in the house in the tent of the shepherd I will dwell around there in the tent so all the men that were led were led into a presence when you come to church you must be taught into a presence you must be discipled into the presence the end of your life shouldn't be looking like pastor Elvis you must look like the place of the presence of the shepherd this year we settle in his presence yeah. I said this year we settle in his presence yeah. is somebody here with me at all yeah. this year we settle in his presence yeah. and we shall enjoy the rest of his presence and the meal of his presence he said where they rest and where you feed them where they rest what you are looking for in life is in the presence the need of your destiny people of God is in the presence and I want you to understand that this thing we this subject and this prophetic message God has given us is actually the need for the church not just grace mountain the global church of god that is preparing to meet jesus that's the need that we will dwell in his presence the first man i want to talk about who is an inspiration to the body of christ but actually we have not really grasped the secret of his sources is the man abraham genesis chapter 8 Genesis chapter 8, 18, sorry, verse number 16. Genesis chapter 18, verse number 16. If we can all read it, I'll be glad one to go. And the men rose up from tents and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Can you give us NLT of that same verse? Let's read just two of them can we shout it loud and clear verse 16 NLT as they left Abraham went with them to send them on their way give us message Bible want to go when the men got up to leave they set off for Sodom. Abraham walked with them to say goodbye. Let me tell you the genesis of this story. Abraham was sitting under the tree and saw three men coming. And then the Bible said he perceived that the middle one is God. So he eventually called them in. And Abraham pleaded with them that he will wash their feet. And after he washed their feet, the Bible says, Abraham pleaded again with them, that would you eat from my table? And the Bible says, God, God told Abraham, bring food. So actually the first man to feed God was Abraham. <laughs> and the Bible said, Abraham rushed to his um, um, uh, animals, picked one, asked um, 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 Sarah to make a cake, prepare something and presented it to God. And the Bible says that he watched God eat. And after 
God has had fellowship with Abraham. You see, nobody knows the number of hours or days God spent. But actually, it may be a long time. God actually waited for the food to be cooked. So they were, God was staying. I want to tell the secret of Abraham. Why he is a blessing to generations after generations. And even Jesus is a seed out of him. You can't carry a seed of generation after generation and be the father of nations if you are not a lover of his presence. It's not possible. God actually spent so much time in Abraham's house. Started talking with Abraham, laughing with Abraham, finished eating, prophesied to Abraham that a year by this time, I'll come back and your wife will be pregnant. And his wife even laughed and God said, is there anything too hard for me? But the Bible says that when it was time for God to leave, Abraham went again with them to say goodbye. In other words, I wish you never go. So even if you are leaving, I'm not sitting home and saying goodbye. I want to walk with you. And it was when they have walked for a while. Then God started telling Abraham the reason why he came on earth. Do you know that God spent time for the food to be cooked and everything, but didn't tell Abraham that he came to check Sodom. It was the extended extra time on the way that actually God spoke to Abraham and said, I'm going to Sodom. Abraham said, what are you going to do there? He said, I'm going to destroy the city. He said, if you get 50 people, will you destroy? He said, no. If you get 40 people, will you destroy? No. 30, will you destroy? No. 20, will you destroy? No. 10, will you destroy? No. Why didn't you tell me when I served you food? Why didn't you tell me when we were at the comfort of our seats? But at the time we were almost living and I pursued you. There are certain dimensions of God you will never see it in the real time. It's in the extra time. When we all say we are praying for one hour and you go the next 20 minutes. It is mostly after the one hour, the next 20 minutes that you hear him. It was the extra time. The Bible says in the verse 33 that after Abraham has finished talking with God and then he returned to his home. That means it was a far distance. Abraham wished you never go, sir. I want to be with you. I want to be with you. This year it is the extra times that you will see the mysteries and know the foundations of God's purposes on earth. It is in the times that nobody would want to go that man. The man was the man of God's presence. You search through Genesis and realize that this Abraham became who he was because God was too close to him. Genesis chapter 11, the Bible says, And God said to Abraham, Go to a land that I will show you. Move from the Chaldeans and go to a land. At what point did God come to tell him? That means there was a conversation there. Genesis chapter 12, he got to the promised land. The Bible says, and God told him that indeed will I bless all nations. I will bless you and you shall be a blessing. At what point did God tell him? That means there was a meeting somewhere. In Genesis chapter 13, when Lot departed to Sodom, the Bible said, and the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, walk from the length and the breadth of this land. As far as your leg can see and your eyes can see, I give to you. How did, they, how did that message come? 
it was an encounter. It was an encounter. I'm talking about, listen, it continues. Genesis chapter 15. Genesis 14, he goes to fight the enemies of Sodom and pays a tie to Melchizedek. And then by Genesis 15, God comes to him and says, I will be your shield. I am the almighty God. I am your great reward and your shield. At what point? An encounter. It was in chapter 15 that God told him that your seed, your generation shall be servants to a, a, another country 400 years and I'll redeem them. It was in chapter 15 God established a covenant with him and made him divide animals into two. Oh, Baruch Shahalaya. And then God himself passed through it. I'll maybe teach you one of these days what the meaning of that covenant is. In chapter 15, he was a man that spent more time with God than men. Do you know in chapter 17 was the chapter God came to him and gave him the covenant of circumcision? It, means, it, it looks like every chapter of Genesis was actually an encounter with Abraham. It was in chapter 18 that he came to visit him at home that we are talking about. It was in chapter 22 he told him that give your son to me. And it goes on and on. So if you meet Abraham and say, I want to be like Abraham. Abraham's blessings are mine. The greatest blessing was that he spent more time with God. That's a great... He, he actually got a key that made God come around him all the time. This year God is coming home. Oh, come on. Do I have some seed of Abraham here? The mystery of we being the seed of Abraham is access to God so that we will enjoy his presence more than any other thing giving more time to god more time to god I, the reason why i'm not in a haste to leave this subject and this particular one is because of this many of us are looking for the manifestation of the earlier flock that rested at the tent of the shepherd but we are too far from the tent of the shepherd too many professing Christians who are not active Christians. We are only activity driven. Driven. And no tangibility of God's presence in our lives. How many of us deal with our wives because we fear God? How many of us present our home in a way because we are conscious that God visits? How many of us are conscious right now that God is here? He's a master in hiding himself. Before God will show you himself, you would have broken out of certain things. You will have to pay a price and separate yourself from certain things. It's not cheap. You have every opportunity to fake his presence. But the reality of his presence cannot be faked. Faking is cheap. Faking is very cheap. And you see, there is a pseudo dimension of God. There is a way you can produce things like God made you produce. One time he said, he will look at you and say, did I? they will tell him, did I not prophesy in your name? He said, I didn't know you. We can use him. And for the sake of congregation, he will allow us to use him. But you see, it is not those that use God that matters. It's those God used. 
It's those God used. So the end of the matter is how many of us pay the price that God will rest upon us. That price can be very dangerous. It can be breaking you so he can have time for you. It can be parting ways with your old lifestyle. Like the testimony our brother was giving right now. Do you think his comfort is not smoking and drinking? But he has come to a point that he has to separate. Because without it, God won't show up. There's a generation trying to convince us that if you can only confess, God will come. No, 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 no. It's never like that. It's never like that. There is a circumcision that you have to go through. There's a consecration that you have to go through. If there has been any year in your life that you decided to get real with God, it should be this year. Am I speaking to a church here? It, it looks like it's the down floor I'm speaking to. Up, upstairs, am I speaking to you at all? If you get God, that is where you realize that faking is difficult. Faking is actually too complicated. Faking. Trying to help God. Fornicating to breakthrough. And call it grace. Benefiting from corruption and calling it grace. Trying to portray something so that at the end of the day we will say God is with you. There is a generation coming we can't convince them to serve God for nothing. They will tell us to show God to them. That generation is coming. There are children we are coming to give birth to. You can't just tell them, like our parents used to tell us, come to church. You tell him, where is Jesus? He said, he's there, come. There's a generation that will tell you that if your God is there, show me something, not in church, show me something in this house for me to know your God is alive. Your God is alive. That is where we will know that we should have pursued God to the end. There is a congregation arising in a generation that we can't deceive anymore. If you don't have God as a pastor, they know you don't have God. I thank God that generation is emerging. Yes. And we love it that way. Because without you, pastors will stop praying. Without that generation, pastors will stop fasting. Last year, last year I, I fasted till my system almost broke down. Why? Because without it, I can't see the genuity of God's presence. I can't see it. I can't see it. It was, I could have gone from one hotel after the other. 
relaxing. If I preach for services on Sunday, I have to go. There's a man of God that told me, if you finish Sunday, make sure that you go for a spa on Monday. Just go and relax in a hotel. I always relax in a hotel. I had a choice. I could have chosen that one and I wouldn't see deaf ear opening. I could have gone for that choice. I see, whatever price I, I paid for the fasting is just but a short time. But the presence will abide forever. <laughs> the presence will abide forever. It's always a price a man has to pay for a generation to see the glory of God. It's always a price. Some of you, the price is to overcome your last. Some of you, the price is a price of separation. That was the price Abraham went through. He said that I called him alone and blessed him. I called him alone and blessed him. I called him alone and I blessed him. Some of you, it's only, that is the only price. You are keeping too many friends around you. The only price is to separate. The only price is to separate. It's to separate from your phone for some few hours in a day. It's to separate from telenovelas for some few hours. Just to separate a bit and to have time with God. How many of us are going to have time with God this year? We, Listen, listen, can I ask a question? This week, how many of us paid attention to our quiet times? You just had time to read the Bible and to pray. Wow, wow, wow. We are getting there. Give the Lord a shout of praise. It is when you separate that you start to see things that normal people can see. When even Jesus came, Jesus said, and Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. And Abraham saw my day. At what point did Abraham see the day of Christ? The man has so much fellowship with God. God was telling him so much things. He said, shall I hide anything from Abraham? Stop talking about the Bible. I'm a seed of Abraham. God does not hide anything from us. How many times have you stayed with God? How have you longed to be with God? He said, Abraham saw my day. And by Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 10, if I'm right, verse number, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 9 and 10. Let's read it quickly. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 9. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. Can you read with me? As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him, for he, of the same promise, verse 9, verse 10, for he looked for a city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker. Can you imagine? The Bible says, even when God told Abraham that I'm giving you a promised land, the Bible said Abraham went there and he lived like a stranger there. That's, that's the power of staying in God's presence. You see things beyond the physical. Abraham, the Bible says that he sojourned there like a strange country and he was dwelling in tabernacles that means the man could have built buildings but was dwelling in tabernacles and this is his revelation because he looked forward to the city 
which has foundation and the maker and builder is God. So actually, Abraham saw the new Jerusalem from Canaan. And he said that I'm not in haste to have a permanent stay here. Though God has given me Canaan, but I'm not in haste. But I see. I see another city. I see another city. Do you know that the more you dwell in God's presence, the more you find out the reality of eternity. Then you start to see the frailties of this material world. It is when we stay too far from the shepherd's tent that we begin to value things and everything that is and everything that looks a little valuable, we take it as God. So some of us feel that Christianity is cars. Some of us feel Christianity is houses. Some of us feel Christianity is marriages. Some of us feel Christianity is traveling abroad. That's powerful. It's a side product. Somebody says it's a side product. The reality of Christianity is God himself. That you will dwell in the shepherd's tent. You will have an encounter with the shepherd. Come on, come on, come on. Is somebody here with me at all? That you will have an encounter with the shepherd. Oh, he said that if you have come to Christ, then set your affection on things that are above, not on things that are below. You set your affection. You set your affection. Colossians 3 1. You set your affection. I can see what you long for by, I can, I can see your fellowship with God and the level and the measure of God's presence around your life by the way you see material things. I can see it. I can see it. There are three dimensions in dealing with the Godhead. He said that, that the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Godhead is composed of three dimensions of God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In dealing with the Son, we deal with grace. And he said that the grace of the Lord, uh, the grace of the Lord Christ, uh, Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So to so maximize Jesus as a person is to receive his grace. His grace we receive. We don't do anything about it. We receive the grace of God. We receive it. Uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said when you are dealing with Jesus, it's receiving his grace. When you are dealing with the Father, it is accepting his love. We accept the love of the Father. But when it comes to the third dimension of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, we commune, we engage, we fellowship, we partner with Him. So I can know the measure of your fellowship with the Holy Spirit by the things that you desire. The more you go deeper in fellowship with God, the more you be like Abraham. Canaan has been given to you, but you are looking for a permanent city. Who is built as the Lord? He said he saw my day and he rejoiced. That means Abraham didn't rejoice in his day. He had Isaac, but he didn't rejoice. He had the war of Canaan, but he didn't rejoice. Canaan couldn't contain his blessings, but he didn't rejoice. Because he saw Jesus, and that was his longing. I want to be in the days of Jesus. That means Abraham feels we are more privileged than him. That we saw Jesus in our day. Oh, may we rejoice over God. I said, may we rejoice over God. May we long for things that are permanent. Not things that are temporal. May our longing be for God and God alone. May the true seed of Abraham be revealed in our days. Dwellers 
in God's presence. Dwellers in God's presence. Dwellers in God's presence. Am I going to see people? Oh, this year, Shakataba. This year, God is going to raise people who will not be convinced with other people's land cruises and Range Rovers. Girls who are too dangerous to be convinced with pizza and money and dollar. If you don't have God, we are not impressed. You can't pull up in a nice suit and convince us. We are lovers of God. One of my greatest advantage in my work with God. Nothing impresses me like somebody who wants to serve God. Nothing impresses me. So my, my longing and my heart goes for people who are very unusual around me. The people around me are very unusual. <laughs> oh, a pastor, a pastor and you move with these kind of people. No, I like those kind of people. <laughs> I, like, I love people. I love people. My longing is for people who carry God. I'm not interested in meeting people. And I went to Dubai and from Dubai I went to Europe and from Europe I went to US. That is powerful. I can't spend 10 minutes with you. But I've got to spend minutes with people. <laughs> Shabale. Wait, Now they are longing is for God. Their longing is for they may not have money, but I rejoice being with them. <laughs> they may not have cars. They may not be married. Most of them are not married. <laughs> but I long to be with them. <laughs> I just love to see them. Very young. They don't have a problem. <laughs> they are just looking for God. <laughs> No, no speciality around their lives. They are just God lovers. They are sinai. <laughs> At any point in time, if we if we feel like doing fellowship, we just gather. If we if we are always free, <laughs> we are always free to serve God. <laughs> Some of you, you are looking for complicated partnership. The foundation of your friendship is money. It's business. If this guy, I have to connect to this guy. He, he has connection to presidency. When someone else has connection to God. Oh, mama, lemala. Someone else has connection to God. You are running after who has connection to presidency. Which will end in eight years time. Ah, we go for God. Listen, I'm one person, the only thing I used to convince me is, your, is the measure of God in you. And your love for God. Your love for God. I will, I will be with you. I will just be with you. I will just be with you. 
<laughs> Yesterday around 11 something, I pulled late message. I said, sit down. What, what is God showing you? What is God telling you? Just tell me. Anything that all God is telling, just tell me. Just tell me. Sometimes I want to know the God dimension of people. I just want to know. Because it is, it is the God factor in you I'm interested in. Because I need it for something. I need it for something. I want to dwell in his presence. For they that know their God, they shall be strong. And they shall do exploit. At the age of 12, Jesus was with the, in the temple. Three days, his mother didn't know that he was not with him. Three days, Jesus was at the temple. That means the boy. So who fed him? Who fed him for the three days? Oh, Jesus. We still want to see the glory he saw. You are not too young to see God. When God came down, when he was 12, he was seeking himself. That means any age about 12, you should be seeking God. So this thing about we are young, we are youth, we are that. No, no. This, this year we go more. We go more. This is the year three people can come together. Can we go seven hours? We are going, we are going seven hours non-stop. This is a year we have to challenge ourselves to bring out the God in all of us. God's method is man. God is so big, one man cannot reveal only him. So God has revealed himself and, and dispensed himself several into us. The Bible says that we are predestined to conform to the image of the Son. Do you know that we will all conform to the image of his son, but we will, we will all not look alike. Because his son is so multifaceted that one man cannot conform to the totality of his son. So actually, I will conform to the dimension. So he said that there are many members in him. One will be the eye, another will be the ear. So you, the totality of your conformation might be that you will be his ear. So much so that the things you can hear <laughs> are things that are super... Uh, extremely super to the natural realm. So when you show up, we know that there is a God that hears. There is somebody to whose own is to see. So you can see even to 1817, the family, what happened in the family of others. So when you show up, you are revealing a God who sees. There is somebody, you may be a heart. You are too loving. When you show up, you are coming to show up a dimension of God that is a merciful, forgiving God. So actually, if you don't manifest God, you are worrying us. There's a part of God that only you can reveal. That's why your job is not to be imitating. Your job is to be identifying which part you must be revealing. You may be a mouthful. You may be a leg. The Bible says that there are even invincible organs. Those who are nobody sees, but without them, the church cannot be sustained. Do you know your leg can be cut, you still live, but your heart cannot be removed. But since you were born, nobody has seen your heart. So there are some of you, you are to reveal a certain secret dimension of God. It will not be on the pulpit, but without you, the church can't stand. Oh, Mashadabaya. We are going for God. 
Nothing about you. Listen, I'm, I'm giving you a warning. Nothing about you will impress me. Except the God dimension of you. Except the God dimension of you. And this year we step into that realm. Listen to me. Don't be moved. Don't be moved by whatever people have to show you. I'm telling you, don't be moved. Even if people pull dollars, thousands of dollars before you and can't, don't be moved though. Until you can see God in them. Don't be moved. It is only those who are very close to me that can tell you that crowd don't move me. You may think that I'm somebody that, no, 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 a crowd without God. Thousand member congregation without God. Pastors in suits that don't know God. Shepherds fornicating with their chapel people. <laughs> How? I can't be proud of such shepherds. I can't be proud of you. The fact that you can, you can say that in this church, this church has 30 something shepherds. That's not the pride. That the church has 30, 35 shepherds. The church has uh, 10 powerful pastors. The church has this. The church has this. The church has so so and so branches. Master, are the branches looking like God? Are there practitioners of the presence of God? How many in the church are God's own? He said the foundation of the Lord is sure. For God knows those that are his. Let me reserve the other time for second service. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk that much. But you see, let me tell you, Grace Mountain, our pride is not in the number of cars that came to church. Our pride is not the number of CEOs in church. Our pride is not the number of slave queens in church. Our pride is not the fact that somebody gives the biggest tithe. Our pride is not the fact that we host thousands on half hour. Our pride is simple. Wherever we enter, we manifest Jesus. We make people experience Jesus. We make people know Jesus. The part of Christ that has been redrawn from the world, we present it back to the world. People have missed Jesus. People have missed him and the lost hope is us that we will come up and show him to those who have missed him so that no matter how depressed people are when they step into church they see Christ all over they see his glory emanating from men what makes a church is not this building. What makes a church is the God in you that you are bringing out. And the God in me that I am bringing out. That's what makes church. That's what makes church. So I go to Grace Mountain. My pastor is Pastor Elvis. That is not the pride. But how much of God are you revealing? 
people that live so close to you, do they know you as Christian? As God-like? Like Abraham, will you be given everything on earth, yet you are looking for another city? So if Abraham was in our time, it doesn't matter what he has, he will still be looking to heaven. Living like a stranger, waiting for the time that he will meet Jesus. And Jesus will say, Thou good and faithful servant. He said, I lose in so my day. That's where my problem is. How can the richest man on earth not be satisfied with his riches, but see the days of Jesus? and rejoice our joy is in him our joy our longing our hunger is in Christ this year we pursue his presence like Abraham so when you say the blessing of Abraham is mine you are talking about the blessedness of dwelling with God always the blessedness of dwelling with God always. This is the mystery of our work with Him, that we dwell with Him always. Ministry is beautiful in so many ways, but there's nothing as beautiful as Jesus being around your life. There's nothing as beautiful as manifesting Christ. The makeup to theologians' life is a presence. The makeup to the pastor's life is a presence. The makeup to the engineer's life is a presence. The makeup to the poor and the rich man's life is a presence. The Bible says he is beautiful in all situations. It is God's presence that brings beauty in all situations. And that is what Grace Mountain will long for. Very soon I'll be teaching you the things to walk in to sustain that presence. But I just want you to know that people we talk about dwell in this presence. One time when the servant of Elisha's eyes was opened, that is where he saw that Elisha is conscious of the fact that he dwells in the presence. He said, God opened his eyes. He opened his eyes and he saw chariots of fire all around the man. That's when he knew this man has been dwelling in God's presence. No wonder kings will be planning in their secrets and this man will be revealing it to the king of Israel because he was dwelling somewhere. This year we will dwell. I said we will dwell in the very presence of God. This year your pride will not be who you are dating. It will be who you are fellowshipping with. Man, shut up behind. That will be your pride. Lift up your voice, begin to pray that God, I dwell in your presence. 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 Thank you for listening to Pastor Ajuman Elvis. For inquiries, send us a mail on pastorelvis at gracemountainministry.org. For questions relating to relationships and marriage, 
send us a mail on loveclinic at elvisajiman.org. You can also send your testimonies via testimonies at elvisajman.org. For offerings, visit www.payalphar.org. For more information, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. Remember, faith cometh from hearing and hearing the word of God. Stay blessed. I dwell in your presence. Lift up your voice.